hey, uh, the number one rule about a podcast, I guess, could be if you're going to play sound to make sure your volume's up. Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> now let's do it. Welcome to that oh. Park Live podcast. Oh, what? I just accidentally. <laughs> was I in too early? Did I come no, in too no, no, early? No, 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 no. This is us being super professional. I accidentally just put it to mute instead of lowered it. You just, oh, it didn't mute on my end. Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's keep going. All right. Welcome to that Park Life podcast, hey. episode 841. 800. Is that not right? Oh, my gosh. No? You, Does it feel like? It feels like it's been that long. I don't know. <laughs> How old are we going to be if we're at 840? Because generally we're once a week basically our episode yeah. frequency so how many that's a lot of it's a lot yeah i'll have to do the math it is too early to do the math that's 40 also years. i feel like we're getting older um because <laughs> you know usually we're dancing while we're doing our intro and this time we're both trying to clear our throats <laughs> get ready for like coughing with our microphones muted to get ready to record well it's just so beautiful we are recording a little earlier than usual and i didn't even eat a breakfast today so if you if you all of a sudden hear yeah. me not talking it's because i'm on the floor hungry eating my oh, own yeah. hand I had a little homemade protein bar, and I'm trying to get some uh, caffeine in me. Oh. But anyways, uh, so I had to tell you the story because okay. I was like, I don't want to tell you this before because I want to tell you on the podcast. But okay. we had a little scare last night with Winnie, and you know, Winnie's our second rescue dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, and I don't know if you're a dog owner or you know whatever, but it's that moment when you come home from being gone for a while and you open the door and you're greeted by your dog that's supposed to be in a kennel. Oh, oh. Yeah. So we came in last night. We were gone for probably like five hours or so, um, and we thought when we left the house that we put both of the dogs in their kennels they're in separate rooms and Winnie the little one um met us at the door and so Doug was like um um and she's all excited and wagging her tail and so we like had a freak out moment but little praise there she didn't do anything oh she literally laid on my bed because I went and felt I was like well I wonder where she laid there's only like a few spots where I was like she had to have laid here 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 so Tango's in a kennel in my like in our room in our bedroom and um she sleeps like on the bed next to me and there's like this area where she sleeps and yeah. so i put my hand down there to see if it was warm and it was so i was like <laughs> so she was i was like she was laying here in this room with her sister who is locked up in the cage and i'm sure she was like i don't know what's going on but yeah i mean her door was wide open like because doug doug always says he'll be like okay like one of us will say go get in your house and they just know and yeah. they go get in there they go get in their kennels and i think i thought he walked over after he said that after she went in there and locked it and so I didn't even think about it. And I think he thought that maybe I went over there and oh closed my it. So gosh. we both, so we just left like, <laughs> all right. And I, so I told Doug, I was like, well, I, I really am curious how long it took her to realize when we left to like realize it and just like come crawling out of her like kennel. Like, <laughs> is it, is it okay? Did they, what happened? So it you, could have been a much worse. Cause I mean, we were planning to walk in and just see stuff everywhere. Torn up oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Tango does. Like Tango gets mad at us. That's why we had to, it's weird because we kind of had this regression where we spent a couple years being able to leave her out. But then she got to the point because she's just super smart. She got to the point where she got pissed off at us. Oh, she would and know when you're leaving start, for a while. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. So she'd be like, you left me here. So I tore some shiz up. <laughs> she would just tear things up. Anything cardboard or made of cardboard or rubber. It was like, 
Oh my gosh. And one time I came home and she had um, taken, I have like, you know, I do Arbon stuff or whatever. And I have a roll of stickers mm-hmm. and there's cardboard in the middle of that. And she had taken that and torn it up. And, you know, she's kind of like walking around like I didn't do anything because we had Winnie at this point, I think, or I don't remember, but she was, maybe we didn't have Winnie at this point, but anyway, she's walking around like I didn't do anything. And she had one of the stickers like stuck to her chest in a perfect position. And it was like, well, you can't get out of that. No, it's, it's <laughs> like, tough. And pretty, you did it. <laughs> pretty, pretty incriminating at that point. You know, she by the in, way, that what? when you left and Winnie was out, she had invited her little dog friends over. Probably they were playing poker, smoking big cigars. She had on yeah. a big blue visor and sunglasses. She was like, warm so they think I was laying yes. here. <laughs> but honestly, like, we don't know anything about her previous to her rescue. Yeah. Because she, like, just showed up in our neighborhood. And so... Doug's like, I really think that she's just happy to be like inside in a warm space, yeah. like because she's been good every, about everything else. It's like she eats well, she she sleeps really well, like she's not a nuisance. She doesn't tear things up, at least while we're here. So that's why we were like, well, I think she's fine. It's like Tango is the one that we probably would have freaked out about because we know she's going to chew something up. I wonder if Winnie was spending her time the way that I've been spending my time, which is <laughs> catching up and watching all of the Mandalorian. I finished. Are you all caught up? Oh, you did? Okay. I'm caught up. What did you think? What did you think overall? I like it. So okay. don't forget, I'm a casual at most Star Wars, I'm yeah. going to say universe fan or however, like Star Wars canon fan. So yeah. I am sure that I missed some things because they sometimes were referring to either planets or characters or things. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, that's where I like having Doug because I was like, he'll be like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I have no idea. It's yeah, like, like, what, just what? what is it? Yeah. So he'll kind of like tell me and explain to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yes. So but otherwise, a, I would have no idea. From a casual fan perspective, I liked it. Some like I can't yeah. tell you that every single episode was like a thrill ride, but I did. I did enjoy. I feel like there was a couple of laggers in there, but well, overall like enjoyed. It's, it's scary because you're like, is baby Yoda going to die? Like, I mean, at any moment, but you know what I mean? It's like at at any moment, any moment, something bad can happen. And so you're just like on edge the whole time. You know, the Christmas song, Christmas shoes. Yeah. That is basic. I know, I know, but it's basically designed to elicit a certain emotion. I want to buy these shoes. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) for for me, baby Yoda is the Christmas shoes of characters because (laughs) it was designed to be so damn cute that it's annoying. And yeah, I'm not saying that Baby Yoda is annoying, but like how much how cute he is is annoying to me because I feel like I'm being played because yeah. it's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah. And, I and someone posted it. a picture of um, what's his name? George, George Lucas. Lucas holding Baby Yoda. Yes. <laughs> it was like, this is the cutest thing you'll see all day. And they're yes. like, they're just looking at each other. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, oh, well, we're here but to talk I about. Think, I think even as a casual fan, though, I'm just going to yeah. say like or. If you don't watch Star Wars at all, I think it's a story you can get into. Yeah, and that's what I I, I would uh, agree with that because it's exactly yeah. how I think I am in this situation. So yeah. we're here to talk about some must-have fast passes. But when mm-hmm. at least for me, when I'm thinking about what would be an ideal trip down here yeah. before I live here, obviously. But what do you got to get? I do want to mention that you may know the uh, a couple of shows debuted at Epcot this week. Yes. And I happened to be able to go on Thursday uh, just before they officially open, which really doesn't mean anything because it's the same show. There's nothing special. But um, I'm going to tell you about them because yeah. this is something new. And these are not like groundbreaking shows or anything, right? right? But they're still cool new things. Um, the first one I did, I was there with my friend Lillian, who if you were watching our story on Instagram, I did I did give her a quick shout out. And if you want to go follow because she always is posting and is doing her own Disney adventures, uh, mm-hmm. wishing for Disney, the number four. First thing we did was go to the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Of course, this is at the France Pavilion. 
uh, alternating with the Impressions de France show. So there is no actual real live actors in this. This is just a movie, if you a film. Because okay. um, you know there's a sing-along in, in Hollywood Studios. It's a Frozen sing-along the, for the first time in forever, whatever. And there are actual real life actors in that. Nope, just a movie. And um, it includes a narration by Angela Lansbury, a new one. They didn't just pull oh. audio from the original movie or whatever. How does it's she sound nowadays? Uh, she sounded peppier than ever. Oh. Due to, I'm sure, some type of audio enhancement technology. But yeah. she, yeah. Uh, it sounded really great. So if you want to know what that sounds like, here's a little bit of that. And then, uh, so this is Mrs. Potts speaking, introducing what kind of show you're about to see. Now that our story today is a twist on the tale as old as time. A twist. Ooh, a twist on the tale as old as time. And she's not joking. It's a bit of a twist. And I'm actually, it was so much of a twist for me that I wasn't expecting that. I think people are going to be hurt about it. You know, people get like upset when things change, but Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't want to say butthurt, but they're going to get butthurt about this. I'm going to say butthurt. Because they use... (laughs) If you've seen, you you know, I'm sure someone out there listening is seeing someone else's YouTube video of it. Maybe they've already yeah. seen this whole entire show. But you know that yeah. a certain character gets highlighted that definitely is not a highlight in the original. And even in the, the live action, they're more of a secondary character, background character. And it's really like a really interesting take on Beauty and the Beast from a different character's perspective. Huh. And he's hilarious in this, um, including a possible uh, Olaf reference in there, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. I have to tell you that it was a little funnier than I thought it was going to be. It's okay. definitely scripted, meaning like unlike the Frozen sing-along where things can be right. different, it's yeah. going to be the same thing every single time, obviously, because yeah. it's just a film. But uh, I really liked it. I think it's a cool experience. The lobby right. is awesome. They have a lot of props. I don't know. Here's the thing. I never go back there. Honestly, I've, I don't think I've ever seen the Impressions to France show before. But yeah. now uh, the lobby of like the waiting area, the lobby, whatever you want to say, before you go in the theater, although kind of small – um, has a bunch of like stuff from the live action Beauty and the Beast movie, the live action Cinderella, and a few other movies like dresses or yeah, characters and things. On Instagram, I was like, oh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Those, you gotta... are the actual, those are the actual props that were used. Probably not. I don't know. I didn't uh, even. I honestly didn't look that far into it, but it looks like it. I mean, you could tell it was like yeah. it was the so from the live action Beauty and the Beast is a Lumiere and a Cogsworth, mm-hmm. and like they look really cool. And Mrs. Mrs. Potts and Chip are there too. And it was just something to look around, obviously, look around at while yeah. you're waiting to go into the show. Now, uh, do they do they break the fourth wall in this show or like are they talking to the audience? No. Okay. I'm going to so say it's not, like not a, that I remember. It's an audience participation type Correct. thing. Correct. No, I mean, they okay. do want you to sing. And Mrs. Potts calls – she's savage in this, by the way. She calls <laughs> you right out. No, so there's a line in, and I have to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what she said. But there's a, a part where she talks to the kids and says, you know, adults tend to just move their mouths and not sing. Kids, like make that. sure your parents are actually singing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> that's funny. You're like. In group settings, I don't sing happy birthday. I just move my lips. So I'm Greg. definitely guilty. You got to harmonize. <laughs> no, no. But for a while, so I really don't like singing in general, which is why I've never heard me sing in this. But for a while, I was a uh, at, a, at a, a couple of jobs ago when I was younger, like 10, 12 years ago. I every now and then had to pitch in and be a, a birthday party server. And I had to lead everyone singing happy birthday. So I would just say the happy birthday, like the words happy birthday, and then literally back out and everyone would take over. Um, so the next show we saw. So if he ever sings happy birthday to you. You, you know you're special. 
Don't expect him to sing yes. the full song. No, or just have real life auto tune ready to go. Um, the next show we saw was Awesome Planet over in the Land Pavilion. This replaced the Timon and Pumbaa like nature special. Whatever. Yeah, so this is within the Land Pavilion. It's on the the first. Well, I guess it's technically the second floor, but it's the floor you walk in on. Yeah, um, just off to the right in the back right of the building. And I have a little bit of the introduction here. This is a, a narrated film. You may recognize the voice um, if you've read an article about it. You already know who it is. I don't remember, so maybe okay. let's try. All right. Well, here's the introduction. And they do a little spin on it. So basically, uh, and you'll hear this, but they are phrasing Earth as like a new house that's for sale. So here's a little bit of the Awesome Planet intro. If you were looking for the perfect home, this would be it. I know it doesn't look move-in ready just yet, but trust me, this property is one of a kind. And they blow it up. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is, but he's the guy from Modern Family, yeah, correct? It's the, it's the dad from Modern Family, dad. Ty Burrell. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And he plays a realtor in the show, so I wonder Sorry. if that's on Sorry, purpose. Sorry, Ty, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm sure he, this is what he does when he's working out. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting concept because of the the narration, like the uh, the storyline, if you will, the perspective they're giving about selling it to you as a house. Um, it's got really beautiful footage, and it, obviously the whole point of it is to highlight how beautiful planet Earth is. They do have a few extra effects in the theater. It's nothing like PhilharMagic or even the Pixar shorts, or like the theater rumbles or their individual like sprayers in front of you. But when there are certain scenes with like the Northern Lights or when the explosion of Earth of uh like the Big Bang happened, not Earth, but what led yeah. to Earth. Um, like the back of the theater will project lights and stuff. So the room kind of lights up differently than other theaters do. They definitely do like mist and sense during certain things. So like, it's just, you know, not, a, not just a, a regular 2d movie. It's a little bit of like right. the 4d aspects, it's not 3d. Um, and now that I think about it, I wish it was 3d. That would have been cool. Just looking around. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's, it's a really, um, slanted amphitheater though. So you never have to worry about not being able to see. Okay. Whereas Beating the Beast is not. It's more like right. the Muppets where it's like ba- it's barely amphitheater yeah, style where like if someone has Mickey ears in front of you, you're like ducking around yeah. to try to see them. Yeah. And the last thing we saw was the Canada Far and Wide, which replaces the O Canada, the yeah. Martin Short version of it. And this time it's hosted by Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy currently in that show. That sounds like a bad word, but there's S-H-S-C-H. It's called Schitt's Creek. Creek. Yes. Um they, on the last season. Yes, they're on the last season on that show. And I had raised my expectations for this, not from a footage standpoint for how well it's representing Canada or for production yeah. value. I just was really hoping that they were going to let Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy be funny. And they yeah. weren't. And this is not oh. necessarily a reason not to go see it. You should still go see this because it's beautiful footage of Canada. And honestly, I didn't know that Canada had all these different like pr- provinces, right? So... I don't know. I don't know much about Canada history, yeah. geography, or any, like landscape. Nothing. So it was cool. And obviously, it's in 360 degrees. So it's a total of yeah. uh, nine screens. So you really get like a nice view of it. Cool. And the narrators are pretty straightforward. They have like a couple of jokes, but you could tell they were like, yeah. this is the most we're going to be able to get away with. Yeah. Um, but don't worry if you're an Epcot era Canada like pavilion purist. Mm. And if you were worried that a certain song, was going to be removed. Don't worry, guys. Canada, my, my Canada. Canada. Well, oh, Canada. 
You're a, hold on. You're a lifetime journey for the traveler. I just want to make sure you heard that. Hold on. Wait, one more. One more line. Canada. Oh, I lied. Oh, that was the edited version. So, <laughs> just, you know, hard-hitting lyrics from yeah. the Canada Far and Wide show, oh, the Oh Canada song. Oh, Canada. So I, overall, I had a, had a good time. It was nice to see them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. These are not blockbuster things. They're not going to change your right. Disney experience. It's definitely something you can bring the whole family to because your kids are going to learn a little bit about Canada, the planet, and then maybe the kids that know all the words to Beating the Beast. But... Um, they will because they're on the screen. And one really cool thing I liked about, I think I've had to pick overall the Beating the Beast sing-along was my favorite of the three things because it was the most entertaining, um, at least in my opinion, obviously. Um, they did this thing where a song would be happening and they would interrupt it to continue a storyline. So it wasn't like you were just getting the three and a half minutes of a song uninterrupted. Yeah. It was like singing yeah. weaved in with narration. and right. if, and it, But it felt good. Like it was, it made sense. You didn't have to just sit through a song necessarily. It was yeah. to push the storyline of the of the film through. So something I learned, I don't think it, I don't think we talked about it on here, but it was somebody else that I was talking to about it. But they, I don't know if they still do this, but when we were younger, apparently, you could go to Disney. Yeah, because it was Doug's parents. They were like, you could go to Disney and basically get school credits oh. for doing that, for doing things at like Epcot because they were considered like educational things. Oh, maybe. Do you remember any of that? No. I don't think I ever went like at a time where I was, I never went when I was younger where I missed school, I don't think. Yeah. But they were talking about how like they used to go and miss school, but there were things that you could do. I'm sure it's probably a state by state thing, but there was like things that you could do and I guess paperwork that you could turn in that would basically give you school credit Okay. because of certain things that you would do around the World Showcase. I definitely didn't experience that. And I will tell you that in third grade, and my mom still has the report card somewhere. Yeah. In third grade, <laughs> my parents decided to take, at the time, I don't think my sister was around. Um, either way, they decided to take us three times that school year to Disney. And I had wow. a total of 32 absences. Listed oh my on God. my third grade report card. And I turned out, okay, who cares about truancy? <laughs> and I turned out okay. Look at me now. <laughs> and Look we, at me now. Working for Disney. <laughs> working for Disney. That's true. I wound up working here. So yeah. joke's on you, school system in New York. Yeah. So, but I was curious. So if any of our listeners, if you've ever heard of this or I don't, I mean, Colleen maybe knows because she's, I think she's a teacher. So yeah. it's like, I'm curious if that's still a thing or maybe if it's only state by state, whatever. Yeah, I, don't but I know. thought that was interesting that you used to be able to do that. Yeah. If not, I guess maybe just go on the internet and do some stuff. That's true. The interweb. I don't go on the interweb. No. <laughs> um, before we get into our top five or mm-hmm. must-have fast passes, let's talk about some news. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. I'll kick us off here. So we've heard the guest experience team be at other parks like Magic Kingdom. And those poor guest experience team members at Hollywood Studios who have to assist guests with joining boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance at probably some very early morning hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming to Epcot, the team, not oh. the attraction of Rise yeah. of the Resistance. So the guest experience team is coming to Epcot later this month. Um, okay. They're basically like, if you haven't ever interacted with them, they are essentially like a mini guest relations team. And... Um, I actually have a friend who is doing a temporary assignment as a guest experience team member. Hopefully, she's doing it in the hopes to become a guest relations cast member. So I'm curious to hear what it's like. Hopefully, like, I can convince her to come on and chat about, like, what's the day-to-day like of a guest experience team member. 
Um, but they wound up helping you. They will wind up helping you with your My Disney Experience app, booking fast passes if you have any questions, things like that. They're there to kind of help you be the in between, so you don't have to wait online at a guest relations window if you just need help with your app or something. They're around the park, so not every park has them, but they're coming to Epcot later this month. Cuckoo. Um, hoping I will see some of them in a couple weeks when we're trying to do Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the only thing I had, if you are a Broadway fan, which I do love Broadway, I just don't know a ton of about Broadway or people. Um, but they have Broadway stars that are coming to the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Oh. So Heidi, I'm may like totally botch these names, so I totally you know forgive me. But Heidi Blickenstaff and Gavin <laughs> Lee. Um, are among some of the first to team up. Uh, they're going to be performing together on the American Gardens Theater stage. Um, it's, you know, they're doing like basically a series, I think, where they're going to perform like five times. But Heidi is best known for her role as Ursula in Disney on Broadway as in The Little Mermaid. Um, so that's Heidi Blickenstaff. And then Gavin Lee, he's actually received a Tony Award nomination for his Broadway performance as Bert in Mary Poppins, okay. Disney's Mary Poppins on Broadway. And then most recently, he played Lumiere in the 25th anniversary production of Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Um, so they are going to be, their first performance is uh, January 18th. They're going to be doing five nights. And they are also going to be, um, they're also going to have a performance alongside, it says, fellow Broadway legend Alton Fitzgerald, White, and Kissy Simmons. Oh. I don't know who any of these people are, but... <laughs> Broadway person and this excites you then that's why I'm telling you yes um they're all performed at the American Gardens Theater and it's like a free thing it's not like a separate ticketed thing nope. so um, if you want the full like list of everyone that's going to be coming and performing you can find it on the Disney Parks blog yeah so last year um when Nicole and I were in Epcot walking by the uh, uh, you know the gardens there thinking like huh like maybe we should just sit down and mm-hmm. watch it and it was the night that uh, oh gosh, jo- Josh Strickland, who Nicole knew from some other show. I, yeah, he like is from my hometown. I okay. went to school. Like, I don't know if we were in high school at the same time. Like, maybe I was a freshman, and he was a senior. But I have family that was in the same class as him. And the girl, and I'm sorry, I can't remember him. I want to say it was Ashley Brown, but don't quote me on that. Who was the original Mary Poppins on Broadway? Mm-hmm. They were both there, and they were excellent. They sang a bunch yeah. of Broadway songs of the Broadway versions of Disney shows. Yeah, some of them I've never heard of. Some from like Tarzan and stuff, and but yeah, they were like, all, it was I awesome. Think I start with Tarzan, maybe that's why he, he sang the Tarzan songs. Yeah, he was um, on. He was doing Tarzan for a while, and then he ended up having his own like show in Vegas. But I don't okay. know what he's doing now. So just hanging around. I and, know. Uh, <laughs> no, but it did No, oh god, because <laughs> he's Tarzan. Get it? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time, and they 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 were the excellent as you might imagine. They're excellent singers. So, like we had we had a pretty good time. So I wouldn't recommend it. Don't go out of your way necessarily. Like, you know, if you're there and you have the time and it's and, and yeah. it wasn't super crowded, maybe because people aren't that into the Broadway shows, but it was cool. We had a great time. Um, my last, actually, my last news story is more part of an admission into my life. But why, why should I say it when someone else can say it? This is how I feel about life right now. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more. Magic bands. Listen, have you seen the magic, magic bands? bands? I can't hand, I can't handle the magic bands that are coming out because I have this problem. Yeah, when you, I'm calling when I saw it, your story. I was like, oh, dude. I'm calling it magic band fever because they just, yeah. for whatever reason, the last like batch of magic bands that came out, I want all of them. And I have more than, uh, raise your hand if you have too many magic bands because I have all the ones you get for the resort reservations, the free ones. And I, have, I don't have a lot of ones right. I paid for because I am really cheap. But the ones that I bought, I bought because I liked and I want to wear them. 
So this is well, a struggle I have. I don't think it's a bad thing because everybody collects things, right? So there's people that collect Disney mugs and there's people that collect pins and there's people that collect ears. And I'm like, so why can't you collect magic? Bands? Yes, but I like bad. to collect my own money. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want to spend it, but yeah. they had the, uh, so a new one that's coming out or actually is out as of this weekend is the, is part of like that Minnie Mouse attractions, like monthly thing, blah, 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 blah. But it's a yeah, space yeah. mountain one and it's awesome looking. Oh, it's so cool. And then you, if you were watching my story at the Disney Greg on Instagram over the last week or so, I posted a photo of the Tomorrowland one with like the vintage Mickey mm-hmm. and the old school Tomorrowland symbols and logos and stuff. And it looks yeah. cool. Apparently, it's a purple magic band. I thought it was blue, but hey, colorblind. And which, they, which was the one that I liked. You liked, I think you liked that one. And the uh, there was a white based one that is Hollywood Studios based. And it said, okay. I think it's Hollywood. Actually, it's not really Hollywood Studios based. It's got a film strip on it. And it says, okay. oh boy, Mickey on it. And there's one of the strips is about is with Mickey and Pluto. And the other one is Minnie and someone else. Yeah. And that looks cool too. And there's the Minnie Valentine's Day one with the hearts and stuff on it. And they look awesome. And I'm mad about it because I know I don't need more magic bands. How expensive are these? Are they like just the normal, like what is it, 12? They range. Yeah, they're like $17.99 up to $29.99 depending okay. on the, whether they're limited release, limited okay. edition, or just new like is this a Dooney and Burke one? I mean, geez. No, the Dooney and Burke <laughs> ones are like fifty bucks. Oh, I know they're expensive. Yeah, well, because it's like that's just an expensive brand. So well, yeah, anytime you get surprised. something that is part Disney brand, part third party, like a spirit jersey, it's always going to be more money because yeah. that party that company wants profit, and so does Disney. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. essentially double the price it should be. But it is like one of those things. Like, do you think people? I mean, you're only going to wear them to the park. So, like for someone like me. We do love the Magic Bands, but it's yes. like I'm only going to wear them to the parks mm-hmm. when we go, which is like, you know, 15 days out of the year. Yeah. And uh, people aren't really looking at your Magic Bands. Like, maybe you might get a compliment or two, but it's like no one's really paying attention to them. No. The only thing now, the one that I did like was um, like limited editions one, limited edition ones because they make different sounds. So like yeah. the Haunted Mansion one. It only makes a sound if you're wearing that Haunted Mansion magic band. Those are called Surprise and Delight magic bands. Ooh. They have a name. Um, people don't notice your magic band. You're definitely wearing them for you. I have a magic band that is cast only. It's a cast exclusive. And the only way to get it is to win it. And I won it. And no one notices it. And I don't that's wear right. it to be noticed. It's not what I'm saying. But like right. as an experiment, no one notices. So and that's no like, like, what is that? Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Yeah, you no. got the ever. Yes. <laughs> It's a magic backstage yeah. magic band. And now, if you, obviously, if you post it on Instagram, people are going to see it. But it's like when you're walking around the parks, no one cares because no everybody's cares. wearing like 10 different things that they want people to notice. There's too many things to look at. So consider this a public service announcement. Weigh out your you options. Welcome, you're world. welcome. <laughs> you're if, welcome, Disney World. If nothing else, spend that money on food, guys. Yeah, that's true. You'll remember food. You won't remember the magic band. Magic oh, bands God. fade, <laughs> but peanut butter pies <laughs> do <forever>. not. Yes. <laughs> Um, All right, let's jump into some history before we talk about our must-have fast passes in Disney World. All right, I'll I'll jump in first. So I'm going all the way back to 2018. Oh, my (laughs) God. Hopefully you're all sitting down. You can handle this time travel. Yep, so long ago. So this week, 2018, Minnie Mouse received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, my God. Um, So this was 40 years after her male counterpart. Obviously, Mickey Mouse has already had his... Um, it is the 2,627th star to be dedicated. Um, and I, I like went to look up some trivia. So this kind of has some bonus material, but I, cause I was thinking, okay, remind me like how old Minnie Mouse is. Yeah, I don't but, know. Same as Mickey. Was, like, it only took them 90 years to give it to her because yeah. she first appeared in, what do you, well, if you had to guess 
the theatrical short that she first appeared in, would you have a guess? Well, I know that Mickey and Minnie debuted in the same short, but I'm gonna okay. be I'm gonna be a bad cast member now and, and tell you that I, I feel like the the answer should be Steamboat Willie, but that wasn't his first. That was like the first feature film, so I don't know what's yeah. the name of it. So you're correct. It is a Steamboat Willie oh, okay. where they both appeared. Yeah. So um, obviously Mickey got his star in 1978, but you know 1928 to 2018 it's like dang i can't believe it took them that long to give her her time. star but yeah so she's celebrating her one-year anniversary of that so if you see her guys if you see her around lately tell her, her congratulations on your one-year anniversary of your star yes so sometimes mickey and minnie hang out in the back of international gateway in epcot today maybe while i'm there i'll yell out congratulations hey minnie yeah. and she'll say hey what i can't do do you like my impression of minnie just there yeah I'll oh, say oh, it's been a year <laughs> since you got your star congrats <laughs> She'll be like, what? <laughs> well, maybe it's the presentation of how I do it that would really get her to react to it. Getting far away, yell really loud. And well, I'm thinking around. I'm thinking of doing this. So I'm going to walk in and, you know, be all casual. You don't want them to know what's happening. So I'm going to walk yeah. into International Gateway, got my my um, my podcast shirt on, and my, my hat, my sunglasses, too, as, so as not to show who I am as a person. And I'm going to say, Minnie. And she's going to be like, you can be Minnie in this. Hey, Minnie. Yes. <laughs> hey, happy one year of having your star. <laughs> you go in with a blow horn. Yes. They're like, sir, how did you get that in here? And it'll be the last time I attend <laughs> Epcot. Yeah, or work there. Or, or work whatever. <laughs> what you got? Um, Oh, I have to do my history. I've totally got, wrapped, I got wrapped up in DJ air horns that uh, uh, back in 2016 in Disney's Hollywood Studios Resort and Spa, um, Pizza Planet, Planet closed. And eventually, <laughs> eventually became uh, that place that's oh, never open. Pizza Rizzo's. Pizza Rizzo, and yes. I, I got, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I never got upset that Pizza Planet was closing because it wasn't really Pizza Planet. It was just a name yeah. on a building. Yeah, and, can I be honest with you? I've yeah. never been into either of them. Okay. Well, you're not missing out. Although the weird wedding reception room up in the second floor of Pizza Rizzo's is a fun place to hang out because it's got a disco ball and hula hoops. So get ready. But um, with okay. Pizza Planet, it's just, and I don't mean to knock, I'm not yucking your yum if you like the pizza at Pizza Planet or Pizza Rizzo. Just over time, I, I, I lost my uh, taste, if you will, or preference for like reheated frozen pizza. I can get that at home and it's less than half the price. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, so I just, I don't really, we stopped kind of eating at Pizza Planet and then we don't really go to Pizza Rizzo that often. Um, well, you know, we haven't mentioned this podcast yet, which we've been talking about a lot lately. I don't know. The Regal Eagle coming to. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> coming to Epcot. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, Pizza Planet is closed. And, uh, what three, year was that again? 2016. So it's been four years. Okay. Four years. Yeah. I feel like it was always that place we just kind of walked by and it was like, yeah, that's there, whatever. We're not yeah. We would there. get like a cup of water and go hang out. Like that was our thing there. Yeah. All right. So we have our main topic. For Say what? Isn't your secret bench over there? Yeah, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we should revisit our Disney quirks because I don't remember. It's been a while, and I, and I know we have some new listeners, and I don't know oh, if they've got back. You talking though? I don't really have any weird. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say what it is in case people don't know. But I, Nicole and I had this thing that we would do always in Pizza Planet, and since it doesn't exist, we now do it just outside of Pizza Planet. Yeah. Um, it reminded I, me of that because I know that you do that. So we that's did what that. We it's by the way, it's totally fr- family friendly. <laughs> we were not <laughs> engaging it's in illicit dirty. activity. Yes, no. We are married, but it's not dirty. I promise. No, it's very clean. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about our main topic. So we came up with a list of our top five must-have fast passes, and 
you know, I'm sure you and I are going to have different answers for this. I yeah, didn't look at yours. I don't know. Of, it was kind of hard to think about yeah. because I'm like, there's a lot. Like, in, because for each park, and it was like, no, we're doing top five across Overall. the board. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so I think I've got it narrowed down. It may, my opinions may change tomorrow. But okay. <laughs> as of today, everyone. Yes. And <laughs> I want to point out that I recognized, I know that people are not going to agree with these. And that's why I like it. So I like this. I don't this know. Is... I think you might be surprised. I mean, because we're, I don't know. Well, it, it depends on a lot of things. Like, A, we don't have kids. Yes. So that's completely different. Um, B, like, you live there and we we vacation, like, a good amount of time. So yeah. it's like, if you, got a, if you got one chance to do it, it's this probably going to be different. So yeah. I tried to think of this in terms of when I was actually booking trips here before living. Because okay. now when I'm here, I just go to whatever is available. Or I don't get it. I don't go on attractions at all. But that's just yeah. life as a local. But I try to think of this as, like, okay. If Greg and Nicole, if like we were planning a trip to Disney, what would I make sure I get? Or if, like when I know family's visiting and I want to make sure they get like a good Disney experience. Yeah. These are the yeah. attractions I think they should do. That's my thinking okay. of this. So right, uh, start I'll five? start off number five in Magic Kingdom Adventureland, the Jungle mm. Cruise. It is yes. obviously fam friendly. You can bring the whole family onto it. It's easily accessible if you have a member of your party in a wheelchair they have separate boats for that like everyone can go on there's no thrill involved at all um obviously you know how i feel about the jokes about them yucking it up even though i'm often the only one laughing hard on the jungle cruise uh, boat when you get a good skipper it's like you want to do it again immediately when you get a bad one you're like like, get me off like here give me the mic i'll do it yeah yeah, seriously. There have been some ones where we're like, oh, my gosh, like incredible. Yes. And then there's been plenty where we're like, this person's in training, clearly. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, this attraction is an iconic Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. experience for me. It's an old school kind of like idea, concept, vibe. Yeah. Um, it's not like high technology. It's not high anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not high concept. It's very basic. You're clearly in a boat that's on a track. Because the skipper is, like, just winding that wheel and nothing's happening. So, like, everything is low-key, and that's kind of what I like about it. I don't need all this razzle-dazzle of Mm -hmm. uh, Flight of Passage or Rise of the Resistance. It's just this nice, like, calm thing. The only thing I don't like is if I get sat right next to the motor because I can't hear a darn thing. Uh, But And it's hotter over there. But do what you got to do. So that's my number five. Got to do it. I would never wait in line for this more than, like, 20 minutes. So there are days. When it's like it's 60 minutes. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. So get a fast pass for it. Dude, when we're there, it'll be like 90 minutes, 120 Forget minutes. It. And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. And you just walk through the line when you have a fast pass and you look at everybody on the right and they all look absolutely miserable. You're it's like, this there. is why. Because their fast pass lines get long. Like, yes. I feel like it's one of those ones where if you fast pass it, you're going to use it. So that line's kind of always long. Yeah. When it's they a slow through, load like, ride. So. Right. Like it still may be 10 minutes before... Mm-hmm. Even if you have a fast pass, like before you get to the front of the line. Yeah. So, um, all right. My number five is, you know, not a shock. It's Everest. Okay. Uh, we love the, Doug and I love thrill rides. I love all the roller coasters and stuff like that. So my number five is Everest. Um, Cause it is kind of another one that we, we just, we're spoiled and we don't like to wait at all. Yeah. I think there are times when you could be in the park and be like, okay, it's only like 30 to 40 minutes. Let's go. But we're just like. We'll either do single rider, because that's usually pretty quick. Yeah. Like, we'll go check it out, see how the single rider line is looking, and go do that. Or we'll get a fast pass for it. It's a cool coaster. I don't do it as much anymore, because a portion of that attraction makes me sick. Not actually. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. bomb. 
There'd be no code V yeah. on the ride, but I just, I don't feel good. Um, yeah. And I think we're at the point now where, so we're going with Doug's family and I think all the kids now can ride it. So yeah. everybody can technically ride it. So okay. it's kind of fun. Yeah. We're going to get. And I'm sure, be, I'm sure a lot of people one. agree with you because it's a yeah. popular ride. Um, yeah. For my number four, I'll keep us in Animal Kingdom. So mm-hmm. it is not anything over in Pandora. My number four is the Kilimanjaro Safaris. And it is yes. it is pluralized. I always think people are mispronouncing it, but technically it says safaris in the name of the thing. So yes. for me, this is more than just an attraction. It's more of an experience. And it has great rewritability. Yes, yep. the ostrich eggs and the yeah, ant hills fake. are going to be in the exact <laughs> same space. And the upside down tree or the baobab tree is the, mm-hmm. in the same place. But the animals are different. Whether or not you can see them is a different story, but they're different yeah. and it's cool. And you can tell that the uh, people on the safari, like on the truck, the guests that are there with you are having a great time because yeah. spe- yeah. you can tell they're taking up their cameras. They're like pointing to the kids like, hey, look, there's a whatever. Mm-hmm. Kids are loving it. It's an awesome attraction for kids and it's not boring for adults. In other it's words, like, like that. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Good. I was going to say, it's like that quiet, oh, ooh. Yes, you hear some ah. oohs and ahs, and people are like, oh, my God, look. And the kids are like, oh, look, that's a yeah. whatever. Yeah. And uh, and I, I like that a lot. And you can tell that the kids are super into it. And sometimes you'll get an attraction that the kids love, Frozen Ever After. And the parents hate because it's the same right. thing. And this is not one of them. I think this is something that every generation can uh, yeah. can enjoy. And, again, same type of thing. It's good for the whole family. If you don't like getting tossed around, and you feel like you're off-roading yeah, the does. whole time, this might not be for you. We always end up doing it after breakfast, and then yeah. we're like, why, why did we do this? Because it does. You're like, I mean, it's like Ace Ventura in the car bouncing around. Like, yes. I mean, it's almost funny because yes. you're like, this, why is this? This can't be real. It just doesn't like, I feel like I feel like y'all are playing a joke on us. Yes. The guy's like, slow but, it down. Yeah. But also sometimes there's times where like animals are literally blocking the way and you can't move yeah. like, or there's time like times when you get really really close to them yep so, so i, I mean, love it's it. like yeah like when's the last time you were close enough basically to reach your hand out and touch a giraffe so it's never gonna happen yeah all right number four number four for me is back over in the magic kingdom mm-hmm. it is my favorite ride of all time and that is space mountain <sighs> oh thought you were gonna say prince charming's royal carousel mm-hmm. not no, no no not today Maybe not today. Um, yeah, so we love Space Mountain. It's another one of those I'm not waiting in line because yep. I feel like I waited my life away when I was younger <laughs> in the summer times. And I'm like, I will not step into this line queue over here again because it brings back really terrible memories yes. <laughs> um, of being hot and sweaty and waiting oh. in a line for like two hours. Yes. Um, so we pretty much always fast past that one if we can. Sometimes they'll have like they will be there at times when there's no wait mm-hmm. or it's you know, five to 10 minutes. So typically what we'll do if we have a fast pass is do it twice. Okay. You know, we'll like go ride it regularly and then we'll come back and use our fast pass. So we love it. We just, I could ride that all day. Smart. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I waited in line, although we did it for Halloween. No, we did it for the Christmas party when I waited in line, but we waited like 25 minutes for it because it was a special like holiday version. Right. Right. Which still isn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, 20 something minutes and there's no fast passes at that time. So the line goes a little yeah. bit quicker. You can actually, you're moving. The wait time is not, you know, whatever, but you're actually moving. Yeah. I um, guess it's not as bad when you're constantly moving. It's when you just feel like you're standing somewhere there. for a few minutes at a time. That and it gets just, stuffy in there yeah, and you yeah. know it, you can tell. Everybody's um, body heat. <laughs> and you see, you've met some of these people that go to Disney. You don't want to be in their bubble, right? You don't want to no. be in their cloud. 
No. Well, um, and sometimes it's like you don't even want to be in your own cloud because no. you know how gross you are from the day. <laughs> no. Um, no. So I'll, uh, my number three is also in Magic Kingdom. Mm. It's not Seven Hours Mind Train. Instead, I'm trying to think of like if I were to have an ultimate experience and I want to get like a nice photo with the people I'm traveling Dude. with, this is a great opportunity to meet the big cheese, the top wow. dog. Mr. Mickey Mouse himself. So I picked the Meet Mickey at Town Square Theater yeah. as a must-have okay. fast pass. Um, if nothing else, it's a cool setting in there. So it's yeah. not just you we- walk into an empty room and boom, there's Mickey. It's got a whole right. theme to it. We've never actually done that because okay. we are stingy with our fast passes because mm-hmm. we're Doug's like not going to use the fast pass to meet a character. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I get it because I would like to do that at some point. Is like get our picture with them. Yes, but it's just hard because we're like. I don't know. I think if we lived, if we lived there, it would be like, hey, let's go do this. Yeah. But, you know, when you're only there for a week and it's like, no, we got to get this other stuff done. Wow. Thanks for pooping all over my choice. Well, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I know what you're saying. And I also get it if you're a family and this is like your big trip and you want like that's that is the epic photo to get that and one in front of the castle, obviously. But. You want to get one with Mickey and Minnie. So I that's get what I was doing thinking. fast after that because you also don't want to wait for an hour to do that. Yes. Don't wait for it. And what I was that's exactly what I was thinking. If you're if you're looking to come go away or come away with this trip with a keepsake, although you're gonna have a great time on Space Mountain or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and, and I know that they both have photo opportunities, that's yeah. not for me, like overall, those probably aren't as likely as a Christmas card photo like yeah, they would yeah. be with you hanging out with Mickey with your whole family in right. one shot. And if nothing else, it's dedicated time. So it's just mm-hmm. you and Mickey and obviously your family interacting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's indoors, in air conditioning. It's a nice right. break from the heat of the day. And you get this one-on-one dedicated time with Mickey without having to do a character dining experience, which is a lot of money. Right. Yeah, it so is. So you can obviously, you know, Mickey bops around from park to park and you can meet him in other parks. But right now we're talking about Magic Kingdom, or at least I am, because there's not... Uh, you can get a fast pass to meet Mickey in, in, in Animal Kingdom, but I just prefer his... I prefer the setting at Magic yeah, Kingdom. The you can meet Do they the, talk? Um, Mickey no longer is chatting it up. He has to rest his voice oh. for his other performances, Beth, oh. uh, in the park. But no, Mickey's no longer uh, chatting you up chatting. in uh, Town Square Theater. Do they, I wonder if they thought that that just takes up too much time. I mean, because I wonder, you know, they have people that fast pass it and then they have, I guess, a regular, ri- a regular line. Yes. Um, and I'm like, there's no telling how long you're going to be there. I'm sure they're like, oh, it's like an hour wait. But, you they don't really cap off your the time that you have with them so some people may just walk in and take a picture and walk away but then some people might stand there for five to ten minutes yes i think they start to do the all right mickey needs to yeah they'll try to like push you along or whatever yeah because then you see all those videos that they have on um on the interwebs that i do do not go on right yes um they have all those videos where you see where it's like oh this is these kids found out they're being adopted yeah. Um, like at this experience. And I'm like, well, that probably took about 10 minutes yeah. for them to do all of that. So there's other, you know what I mean? It's stuff like that, that you just wouldn't, I guess, never know how long you're waiting, but yeah. And for things like that, they probably tell the cast member how to tell the character attendants, like, Hey, we're going to do this, this and that. And they probably, yeah, a, a lot be for a that. Little longer of a wait. Yes. And or there's like ask. the engagements going on and I'm sure the characters in there are like, here we go. Yeah, I see another stinking engagement because <laughs> they have to like jump up and down and like act all. <laughs> yes, but I would not be the person for this job is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd be like, how can I make this character roll its eyes? <laughs> <laughs> um, although ultimately, I don't know. I think I, I think I would love to be a part of that. I don't know if it ever wear if the shine wears off on that. But at some point, like as long as they're cool, 
Like if the people are oh, cool, yeah, if I'm it's like sure. a lame proposal, I'm like, here we go. But I would love to see a cool I've one. I just work too much in retail to like appreciate <laughs> people anymore. That's yes. my problem. I'm so jaded. <laughs> uh, you would have asked me like 12 years ago, I'd probably be like, oh my gosh, that'd be my dream job. But <laughs> now I'm like, no, I had to serve people long enough. I'm over it. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? Okay. I forgot what we were doing. Sorry. <laughs> my number three is da, 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 the safari. I also put that in there. Oh, nice. Um, and it's, I was going to say, we typically, I don't know if you do this, but we typically try to book it as early in the morning as we can. Now, usually when we go to Animal Kingdom, we eat breakfast at the Tus- at Tusker House. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our favorite breakfast buffet. Um, so it kind of always depends on when we can get a reservation there. But usually we try to do the morning times because we've always been told they feed the animals in the morning. So that's when a lot of them are out and about moving around. Now, obviously, there's animals that are nocturnal. And so they're just not going to be really doing much when you're on the safari. But I feel like that's usually worked out for us. Yeah. I think they've done a good job of keeping them, keeping animals like kind of out and around. But I don't think since we've gone in the morning times, we've never really had issues of not seeing things. Okay. It's a good. Uh, people, they, they might just be like laying around, but I'm like, <laughs> as long as I get to see a couple of cheetahs laying on the hill up there, I'm cool with that. Well, that in addition to there possibly being more like animals out for viewing, um, one, if you're going in the summer, it's not as hot. And it's right. that's not a cool ride. That's not a cool temperature ride. You're out in the heat. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. moving around. You're going to catch a breeze. But it's a hot breeze. And yeah. um, sunrise makes the sky look prettier than it does in the heat mm-hmm. in the middle of the day when just your you're photos like are going to get. <laughs> yeah, well, that because, you know, the later in the day, the, the middle of the afternoon, a lot of your photos are going to get washed out because the sun is so bright. Or right. based on which way you're facing, it's going to create all these unnecessary shadows and stuff. So like the morning is a really great time in general to photograph and especially with animals in the background. So it makes for a a nice environment for your photos. Yeah. And if you've ever been on it when the lion has roared or growled, like it is one of the coolest things because you just, you can hear it on TV or in any kind of audio file ever, but to hear it in real life, you're like, oh my gosh. You're like, oh. It's so different. It's so different. It's not like any other, I don't know. It's just like that deep timbre of the voice. You just like, there's nothing like it. So it's really cool to see that too yeah no I'm with and then you. i learned and i learned that they have air conditioners up there so that's where i was like how do they always get him to hang out on those rocks and it's like <laughs> well because they have air conditioners that are blowing cold air on them up there so that's why they like to hang out up there especially in the heat yeah a little bit of magic going on they feed them I in know. certain areas <laughs> they they keep them in certain areas job of, of hiding it but <laughs> all right my number two mm-hmm. is an epcot and it's okay thing in epcot so i'm like what is it frozen ever after listen guys you can judge me all you want (laughs) i love the frozen ever after right listen i may or may not have an emotional attachment to the movie itself and the second one and uh i don't care i literally there's not a piece of me that cares and misses maelstrom at all i don't i want more power to you yeah i don't want you to not miss it i'm not judging you if you out there are a a big fan of mel that's not it at all i'm just saying like i love i think it's such a cool ride i love the let it go scene i think it's i think it's cool i think the animatronics in there are really well done it's a cool vibe i love the queue the parts of the queue that i've seen i realized i've never waited on the regular queue i've only ever done the fast either it's like you walk in and you're like oh i want to spend some time in here and they're like move along move along you got a fast pass like keep it moving you're like sorry I love it. Yeah. I love the awkward ride photos I get on it. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing where it's great for the whole family. Maybe mm-hmm. there are some members of your family who don't want to hear Let It Go get sung again or they don't like the Frozen movies. I understand that. 
Hey, but, but if you're going to have to hear the song again, wouldn't you just want to hear it on this ride rather yeah. than in your own living room yes. where the movie's been playing a million times? A million times. So something to think about. It's great. It is great for me. It's great for the whole family. It's another photo opportunity. Your kids like Frozen probably, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are there's a member of your traveling party that likes Frozen. Do it. Get yeah. it over with. It's a fun ride. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Um, My number two is back in animal kingdom i realized i was like i mean we don't ever spend that much time in animal kingdom but these are the fast passes that we're always trying to get and it's flight of passage oh i thought you're gonna say primeval Um, world no (laughs) oh my gosh i thought we were gonna die the last time we did it so (laughs) so we were like and they closed it thank god because we thought we were gonna die it operates seasonally now yeah doug was like literally think i broke a rib (laughs) um so yeah flight of passage we love the ride i think it's I mean, before some other rides came out, like, I mean, it, it is it's still one of my favorite rides. I think it's a really cool experience. It's like f- multiple rides in one. Yeah. Um, But we're just, it's another one of those, like, we don't want to wait forever to do it because no. you can be waiting forever if you don't yes. have a fast pass. So we try to get, and it's crazy because some of these rides that are like impossible to get fast passes on, it's weird because when we're in the parks, we'll tend to like find some. Yeah. Like Doug will just kind of play his roulette game and he'll be like, okay, got it. And we're like, what? <laughs> So, He's a magician. Um, yeah. So we just, it, and that's the thing I think people miss out on is not realizing that you can get fast passes for almost anything. Same like day or day before. Yeah, right. Like you can be standing in one line and you're like, I really want to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or, or whatever, but we didn't get a fast pass today. It's like play the roulette. You really just never know. There are always people changing their mind. Re- well, yeah. Like releasing fast that's passes. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're in the park and you're doing whatever and you're going to miss it. And if you're nice and if you want to plan for later in the day, you have to cancel the one to get your third one back later in the day. So right. I, there have been so many times while I was on vacation, I was in the ho- like in the bed at night, like, for you know, relaxing, getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. And I would just pull up my Disney experience and just look at tomorrow and see if anything new popped up. And sure enough, I would get like a Peter Pan yeah. or a Seven Doors Mine Train or something yeah. that it was difficult to get. Obviously, the more members of your party you're booking for, the right. less it's likely different. it is. If you're going two, three people, probably easier than doing you know five, six, seven yeah. people. That's just the nature of traveling. If, even if it's a ride that you're just like not super pumped like. I mean, if it's like, hey, let's see. There's a Winnie the Pooh. Can we just grab that and go do that next? It's like it's still going to cut out a bunch of time. Yeah. You're going to get to do more things in, in less time. So like Haunted Mansion should be on my list, but it's not. But because we can always find times yeah. where – the line is really nothing and or we can find fast passes. You'll find like a fast that, pass for it. That the day hour. Before. So it's like, it, yeah. yeah, just go. So um, that's why we're always like, don't give up on the roulette. Like you just got to keep playing it. Sometimes it may take 20 minutes, but you'll thank yourself because you're standing in a line yeah. wherever else you are, you know? So don't give up on that roulette. That's so anyways, that's so flight of passage was the number two. All right. Uh, we just love that ride. Obviously it's a thrill ride. Not everybody can do it. It does kind of give you a little bit of motion sickness. It didn't the first time I did it, but the like second couple times I did it, it did. I still love it though. I just, you know, I think it's awesome. I um, haven't done Rise of the Resistance yet, so. Bah, one day. All right, what's your number one? One day, my number one. I have professed my love for this attraction in a previous episode. It is oh. not Flight of Passage. It is not Seven Doors Mine Train. It is not a mountain in any of the parks. <laughs> Not Navi River. It's not Soren. It's not Test Track. It's yeah. probably it's not Slinky Dog. It's like it's not a coaster at all. But it is in Toy Story Land. Where are you going? And it is Toy Story Mania. Listen, I you do love Toy Story. Mania. I do. I think I think this might be my um, overall favorite ride for the most part. And we've talked about this, but I, I have a big love for it because to me, it's the ultimate in rewritability. I love it. 
I have a great time. Love every second of it. Love being the, the top st- score in the car. Even yeah, though I was I, like, are you always the top scorer? I am, Doug but is here's the car, thing. So I would be interested to see how the two of you would do. Who You said Doug is usually? Yeah, like always. He like murders everyone. And I'm well, what like, is his normal score? Do you happen to know off the top of your head? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Like, I, what is your normal? Oh, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you the number, and then they're going to people listening to this be like, I get that. I get higher than that all the time. It's just a matter of who you were yeah, traveling with, that's right? That's true. That's true. Or because it's not always people you travel with. It is also sometimes just people, you know, that are, you know, behind you or in the other car. So, again, I just happen to get highest in car, but it's usually a highest in vehicle. It's like usually 230, 240, 250, 260. Somewhere in that range is my score, which if you look at the scoreboard is like half of what the highest is for the day. Yeah. Yeah. But it just happens to me. But I love Toy Story Mania. I don't remember. But anyway. Um. So feel free, if you get a higher score than that, to tag me in it and rub it in my face. So as to further, hu- uh, you know, humble myself, <laughs> so I don't have to keep bragging about like this. third grader couldn't really beat you, could they, Greg? No. <laughs> but love Toy Story Mania. It is my go-to. I get bummed out if I'm going to Hollywood Studios and I can't get a fast pass yeah. for that. Um, yeah. I just, I, lo- I love it a lot. And again, same, same kind of thing. Pretty much anyone on the family, unless you're like, you know, the ride vehicle does spin a little bit. So just be careful about that. But... There's not a lot of other restrictions. The height requirement's low, but since you have individual yeah. safety bars, they can have a lower height requirement. It doesn't go upside down or anything. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's 3D, and I have a fun time. I, have a, I legitimately have a fun time every time I play. Yeah, and I it's see, and that's the thing. I've like I've never gotten motion sickness on that one. Yeah, like never felt nope. sick or anything. It's always, and they have different things. They've got like air that blows on you, and yeah. like water that sprays on you. So like it's it is very interactive. Yep. I, I do love it. It's another one of our favorites. All right, my number one. Drum roll, please. I really don't know what you're going to guess because you already did Flight of Passage, so I don't even know what it's going to be. All right, if you could guess, what would you just pick something? What would you guess? Well, I would have guessed either Haunted Mansion Space or Flight of Passage, but you already said all of those. I know Haunted didn't land up, didn't end Mm. up on your list, but you mentioned it. Um, My number one is Meeting Merida. Is Peter Pan. Oh, what? (laughs) Back over in Fantasyland because. It is a classic ride. Yeah. And I am not willing to wait more than like 20 minutes for a ride that Correct. is 30 seconds. Correct. I'm with you. Now, we, you know, it's like, well, but then you don't get to go through the line queue. And I'm like, if you go first thing in the morning, you get to walk through the line queue and get all the interactive fun you want. Yes. So it's not like we've never seen it, but it is one of those ones that's like, well, we feel like I don't feel like I'm at Disney if I'm not riding Peter Pan. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't really want to wait. So we usually fast pass it. That's like our number one. Like, just if we can get Peter Pan, please make sure we get it because we're not going to wait in that line because it's forever long, which we talked about last episode, why it's long because of the yeah. ride capacity and all that stuff. So, yeah, if you missed our episode last week, we did our deep dive into some classic style dark rides, including but not limited to Peter Pan. Yeah. Make sure you you go back and check that out. I feel good about our two lists. Yeah, I, I was like, can't believe how different they are, but yes. that's good. That's good. So I'm interested in like what like other people's maybe like yeah, top three is. You yeah, know? if you uh, if you want to let us know how we did, feel free to feel free to reach out and mm. uh, let more us on know that later. more on that later. I'm sure on the day this episode airs, I'll post a little question on our Instagram if you want to chime in and let us know how we did or what your must have fast mm. passes are because maybe I could use a little influence because obviously these are just from our minds yeah. and our minds only. Uh, so let us know um, for sure. For sure. You can always follow us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast. By the time this episode airs, you will have seen uh, me hanging out in Epcot for Festival of the Arts or 
Farts. Farts. And at the time of this recording, I have a poll. I have a poll up to see pe- oh. whether people think I should go low brow and wear my Festival of the Arts shirt, which clearly just says farts, farts. on it, or so. if I should just play it, you know, safe and just wear my my normal podcast shirt. Um, Greg, I think you already know the answer to that. I do. So far, <laughs> everyone is voting for farts. It's. Uh, I mean, why would they not? Who is not voting for farts? Whoever you are, if you're not voting for farts, we need to talk. <laughs> twenty five. It's twenty five percent podcast. Seventy five percent are saying wear the farts shirt. Farts. So by the time this airs, you will you'll see what I wore. Um, you it's can follow pick. me on Instagram. So my personal account is at the Disney Greg, and I'm at Lost Princess Printing. As always, if you like what you heard today, feel free to head over to iTunes, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Leave us a review over there. Head over to thatparklifepodcast.com and check us out. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) See you next week.